So this will be part of a little series where I'll ask writers as many as I can or the mysterious questions that don't really need or probably don't have answers, which is uh, what they think in the end writing is beyond ideas of academia and journalism, its purpose and its mystery. So as part of our series of laureate podcasts, what the hell heaven is writing, I'm going to talk today to Mia Gallagher, who's a very important and very interesting writer. She's a a writer I think you can characterize as being a person of total dedication to what she's doing. She doesn't publish a book every few years by rote, by, she, she waits until she has something. And her, her two novels are Hellfire in 2006 and Pictures, Beautiful Pictures of the Lost Homeland, which is 2015. Uh, recently she published, published a book of short stories called Shift. Um, this is, I, I think, if you go and seek out her work, you will discover somebody truly unique. Recently, Mike McCormick said something similar, and it's absolutely true. So I'll be talking to Mia Gallagher. We have this strange fact on our account as a creature that we're only 200,000 years old, mm. which I think is the most surprising thing you can be told, because there is no pencil thin enough to mark that mm. on the history even of the Earth, mm -hmm. our time on the Earth. So here's this peculiar cr creature, all modern humans from the same three or five women in Africa, the nervous system of that creature. What, what is, and I'm asking this, as I say, as an ignorant person who's been writing for 40 years. What is that? What is the necessity of that? What is storytelling, or let's say writing, doing on mm. the nervous system? Mm. And why do we need it? Mm. Yeah, God. I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Mm. Why do I can only ask, why do I need? Why do I need yes. these told stories? And then why I need to write them is an extension of that. I, it's pleasurable. It's, I find it incredibly comforting and mm. pleasurable. Like if I'm, I'm reading. I'm, I'm on my holidays at the moment, so I've been reading for pleasure, not mm. because I've got to review mm -hmm. somebody's work or, or mm -hmm. anything like that. And it, I've just the pleasure of sitting in the sun mm. reading. But it's why? Why does the creature that we are mm. need this activity? Yeah, we have a. I mean, we have an importance. It seems almost magical importance beyond, I mean, nothing against solicitors or, or, or revenue commissioners or anything, but there seems to be an innate importance in it as, uh, as if it's bred into the nervous system, like it's, mm. it's extracted from the bone, as it were, mm. this need for people to hear a story. And the better told it is, mm. the, the greater the pleasure of the, the reader. Mm. Although that can have strange ramifications when you consider the world of the bestseller and all the yeah. rest. So, to what degree do you allow that? I mean, to what degree are you a robin with your assigned bird song? To what degree do you allow yourself to be a totally natural human creature doing this, 
thing that we can't explain? I mean, are you open to that? Is there a part of your brain, for instance, that is unknown to you, out of which possibly you write? Totally. That is very ancient. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, for me, I see it as there's a problem. There's some... So for, for me as a writer, for me as a reader, I read to be transported mm -hmm. and to be lifted out of where I am, mm -hmm. um, to be told wonderful lies and mm -hmm. to believe them. Uh, so that's as a reader. As a writer, there's something, there's some problem in my unconscious that I have to, I have to somehow make sense Or maybe of. some resource in your subconscious. May Does it have to be yeah. a problem? I think it feels problem, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean more like, almost like a Sudoku problem. Or it's like there's something, is it, it could be a resource as well, but it's like or, or a piece of coal crushed so small in you that it's become di a diamond. So yeah. it, it, to get at it is quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's an element of pain generally when I'm doing anything I feel is, is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, Where? Where is the pain? Well, I feel it physically. So I feel it kind of right in, in, my, in, solar in my solar plexus into my gut. Where the singer so feels things. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm, and so it's a physical, it's definitely a physical feeling see, of discomfort. See, is, it a, is it a form possibly of silenced singing? Do you know when you're asked to sing and you're too shy to sing? That's one thing. Or you go behind the door to sing, as they used to in the country. And some of the best singers were behind the door singers. Or much worse, you make an atrocious deci private decision not to sing. There's something about writing that is not quite the thing it started off as, do you know? If you were a Homer, yeah. if it was me a Homer, yeah. you'd be asked to celebrate something in the tribe or yeah. remember some great event. And you would just do that generously, uh -huh. lovingly. Yeah. But we, we're not asked to do those things. Yeah. We're asked to look inside yeah. to these crushed yeah. pieces of coal yeah. and make something out of them. Yeah. I mean, how strange is that? Yeah, but I think is it where we are as a society? Have we come to a place where, because we're not simple, we've created a very complicated society with uh. an awful lot of problems, yeah. and there is a disconnect. What you're saying about singing interests me because I made a decision when I was 12 to sing flat, um, mm. because I where in, in school, in school because we were singing a lot of a lot of hymns kind of and there were actually it was quite interesting it was latin gregorian chant so it was mm. actually quite interesting but i just felt i was going through my atheistic phase and i just thought i don't want to be singing these catholic mm. songs so i started singing i don't flat. want to be singing these catholic no, songs no no that's actually a line of poetry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i st i kind of quashed my singing voice and then i went and uh when i was training to be an actor i i started i i started accessing that again and i did a lot of work on accessing that and that was and that was so it's like singing or dancing for me so in some ways i think my great tragedy is that um i'm not athletic enough or coordinated enough to be a dancer that mm. maybe i would have loved to have been a dancer i mean i well, enjoy moving but exactly but this is what i'm saying that the thing we do has been perplexed in a way by yeah. a complicated society. Was it something much, much simpler to begin with?
See, well, I, I grew up. I think in... it's a warning. I think a it's warning. a warning. I think there are warnings in literature mm. and storytelling. So mm. I think there's an element. So when you say simple, I'm going yes, but. But okay. I think perhaps if we go back to the, that idea of a tribal culture, that there was always danger. Or the women in the cave whom you consulted. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah, a battle. Yeah, yeah. So it's that as well. Yeah, that. And also just, you know, every animal lives in danger to some extent. So there's mm. always distress cries and, and cries mm. for help and alerts. So I, I think storytelling is part of that as well, the cautionary tale. But it can also be the opposite of that, in that if you are afraid, yeah, and obviously for our 200,000 years, we spent most of that time without fire. But the most, by the time we get fire, this, you know, maybe storytelling starts, but it's also the start of a special sort of fear mm. where you've lit a part of the world in the nighttime but the rest could be full yeah. of demons and yeah. animals. Yeah. And therefore you need somebody who will tell you a story so beautiful and so engrossing yeah. that it will transport you. Yeah. And the need for that transportation is to lift you out of fear. Yeah. yeah. So when you say you read to be transported, yeah. maybe that's an, a modern echo of something really, really old. Yeah. You know, yeah. that you actually don't feel unsafe when you're reading yeah. a beautiful book. Yeah, no matter how. Wouldn't that be great medicine? Yeah, but mm. it is, it's like when you say the word story, I mm. feel comforted. So mm. um, when we talk about the, the coal that's in here, like I mm. actually feel it encasing me. And mm. when my grandmother died, she died okay. in 1996. And um, after she died, um, I, went in, I went back into theatre and I was playing the part mm. of um, a Jewish woman who left Germany in the 1930s. And my grandmother left mm. Germany in the 1930s, though she Why? wasn't Jewish. But I used to get a feeling of summoning her, of almost feeling her. And mm -hmm. she would be there very much mm. behind me. And when I, because I had some of her things, I was using some of mm -hmm. her things as props. And like, almost like I could imagine I could feel it now. Mm -hmm. And and so that sense of story gives me the same mm -hmm. absolute sense of comfort. See, I'm in complete agreement with you. I hesitate to say things like that because it does make you sound as if you're having tuppenny halfpenny uh, meltdown in yeah. public. Yeah, mystic pixie. Yeah, so you know, I'm in my workroom and Thomas yeah. McNulty from Days yeah. Without End has come in. Yeah. And I can absolutely see him, but I know he's there and he's going to tell yeah. me his story and he'll give me the first yeah. line, the method of laying yeah. out a corpse in Missouri, yeah. sure took the proverbial cake. And then I'm in yeah. clover because yeah. he's, he's doing it for yeah. me yeah. and he's deigned to speak to me. Yeah. So it, we, can, we can cautiously characterize that as rather odd if you want, but it is actually the thing. It's that a, is actually what's yeah. happening. It's a channeling process. See, I didn't have grandmothers, but I had two grandfathers. Uh, of a similar kind to have witnessed their life is reason enough for some reason mm. to to spend the rest of your life recreating them mm. Mm. now what is it in homo sapiens sapiens that needs to do that is it like the nigerian day of the dead mm. where everyone the grown-ups pretend to be the mm. figures of the dead coming back into the village and the children believe it. Is that what we're doing? I, I, my feeling is it's about death. It's like we have, a, we have an awareness of our own mortality in mm. a way 
that and mortality and morality like the the only thing separating them is the letter T and it's like these things go together for some reason mm. so knowing I'm finite makes me scared mm. it also makes me wonder what on earth am I doing here and mm. why am I here if I'm going to be finite and I can also lie in a way that I don't know if other animals lie you know um mm. I'd often love to be able to listen to my to have my, a conversation with my cat and ask her how she perceives mm. the world but it's like I think it's something about I know I know I'm going to die mm -hmm. I just know that so it's but in the time of writing don't you feel you have stopped that uh do you feel like you're on a train and therefore you know the victorians believed no one ever dies on a train so if you <laughs> dream about a train it's a dream of not eternal life but uh -huh. life that doesn't have an end okay wow so when you're working do you feel you've defeated that infinity in you is that what it's for i don't know that i've defeated it but maybe stay, that made a stay of it. maybe that I have done something worthwhile with what's been given to me. Ah. So it's like I've been given a very, a very, a very, you know, like I'm not always appreciative of my life or the mm. moments. But mm. really, it's incredibly like if it's go going to die, if I'm going to die, which I am, mm -hmm. then this span is very, very precious. Mm -hmm. And it's like. The worst thing I think that can happen to a human being is is to become so jaded mm. that that this stops being precious. That's not an option for a writer. No bitterness, jadedness, <laughs> not, not not allowed. Well, because yeah. we're finished then. Yeah. To be disappointed is pro probably and the worst be, sin of the writer. To be uninterested. <gasps> so it's like it's very important to, to be for me to be interested. But sometimes mm. I've got a load of. I'm just writing a load of shite and I'm mm. not interested in it. Mm. So how do I? So then the challenge is, and then I'm get, getting away from your question about dying. And But it's like um, the, the job is to be interested in some way mm. and then hopefully just pass it on, hopefully communicate mm. something. Like I can't control how anybody else responds to the work, but I would hope that there'd be an element of meaning or interest. Interest is another form of noticing, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah. But don't you feel sometimes that even if you were paying no attention whatsoever, you did so much noticing up to the age of, say, 12, that you've enough noticing to do you for an entire work. God, I don't know, because I don't know. Was I? I, I mean, I, I feel like when I think of my childhood, I feel like I was, <laughs> I was very self-involved, mm. and I also spent a lot of my my time with my head in books. So mm. I suppose I'm always yeah. The fear is so. The fear is of being not being interesting, of the work not being interesting. Mm. I had this come up for me at the weekend of mm. the, no longer being relevant mm. because it, that's death. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, you mm. know, it's the same thing as if I die and nobody ever remembers me. Mm. So the fear I have around, I'm always afraid that I won't be interested. Conversely, like I'm going back into a book in October mm -hmm. and I know I'll probably in order to make it kind of work, I'll have to do research mm -hmm. and I'm dreading that in a way, mm -hmm. even though I know that that will, that's mm. what will help make it interesting. But it's like. Why am, I, why am I dreading doing this work that will only Well, help? You, you're increasingly in danger of not being in danger of not being interesting. So that's good. Mm. Mm. The more you go on. <laughs> um, you said earlier on that um, 
and this will be a final question, I think, but that you, your fear at night would be relevancy, yeah. of something dying yeah. because yeah. it's irrelevant. And of course, that would be a 10 week discussion about what relevancy yeah. is to the human creature. Yeah. But do you, is there any place in your mind for, because especially thinking of your first book where obviously the narrator is in essence, well, has just got out of prison basically. Mm. Is there anything, is it, is it to give joy to your fellow citizens or is it in some way a kind of wonderful, liberating critique of society? Is it mm. saying what we've done wrong? Or you do know? Yeah, it's both, I think. I mean, I, lo I love to be entertaining. Yeah. So I, lo I lo love people to enjoy yeah. reading the books and, yeah. and be entertained. But I suppose I like to maybe maybe uncover things. Yeah. And I feel I'm doing... To be a fire, maybe. Yeah, I feel I'm doing well if I'm kind of uncovering something or if I'm oh. revealing something that maybe I wasn't that aware of or mm. that, yeah, I mean, say... You're like, noticing it. Say like the first book, you know, it was everything. Everybody was all about money at that time because mm. it was the, the 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 peak of the Celtic Tiger. And here mm. was I working with people who were like really no. disadvantaged no. and poor, and and also there was a massive drug problem, but nobody really talked about it. And yeah. it was before the nickname era when you had every gangster under the sun was was getting a nickname. So it was it was before that really took off, yes. which is another form of exposure. And I guess part of me is really interested if I can find something, if I can scrabble away and find something that's maybe been like under buried under a rock and take it out mm. and just so. But and you're, I you're think also that's looking for the soul that has been rescinded, yeah. tested by fire. Yes. And then yes. what do they do next? Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mia Gallagher, what a pleasure talking to you. Oh, you what, too. What a real pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Oh. <laughs>